Welcome, everyone. It is not Wednesday because this is a pre-tape show for August 12th, 2015, but I welcome you all to the show on that date, and I'm excited, excited, excited. I have a great show for you today. I hope everyone is well and enjoying the summer. Yes, for sure. Now, I'm not going to give you the number to call in because it is a pre-tape show, but I will give you an email, Janet at JanetRichmond.com or Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. Please don't forget, you can email me a request for a healing, questions, concerns, doubts, um, comments, anything, and I will get back to you. And when appropriate, which is most of the time, I put it on the show. And it doesn't have to be positive or negative or anything. It can be anything. So there is no one right way, and I encourage anybody to email me. I will not be traveling on this particular day, but the day after I will be traveling back east to see family and friends. So, and I'll be in rural Vermont where Wi-Fi and uh, cell phone service can be iffy. A couple years ago I went and there was a thunderstorm and the Wi-Fi was knocked out for 10 days. (laughs) So I had to travel quite a bit to be able to use any of my devices. So just because it is very iffy, I've just decided to do the pre-tape shows. So I'm going to work on three elements of bias. Prejudice, bias and prejudice, uh, you know, those times where the differences between the people become problematic for some, and they can feel either threatened or uh, maybe they just don't feel comfortable in some way, or they have belief systems that that create ideas that uh, those other people in some way are bad people. They, They might think they're sinners or they might think they're, you know, whatever. So... I'm going to be doing the next three shows on these things, and it's going to be on race, religion, and sexual orientation. Today, it's going to be on race. Now, I'm going to involve the astral in the healing today. So I'm going to be giving you a little more astral information. As I mentioned two weeks ago when I did the very first show that included the astral information, because now the healing is going to include not only all of the humanities on the planet for these next three pre-tape shows, but also the astral. My next book, by the way, Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe, has a, a whole section on the astral. I am giving out a little bit on the radio. My focus on the radio, though, guys, is on the healings. I'm giving you some information because I think it's necessary and helpful to have some basic understanding so that when we do the healings, you're really right there. You can see and understand exactly what's going on. I got some very, very brief uh, feedback from Kate, but it is feedback and I wanted to share it with you all and I'm very, it's very sweet of her. Kate was the healing I did last week. And just to remind you, she was she was having problems with chronic anxiety, difficulty speaking in front of the room. She was so scared that she felt like her heart was beating out of her chest and she, her voice quivered and she just was, she's miserable in, in that kind of situation. And she remembered in school that she never fit in. People didn't, um, she always saw people's reaction to her as very black or very white So she would dress down, she'd try not to stand out in any way, and she just kind of hid herself, and she felt it was really keeping her creativity, you know, she used the term crushing her creativity and self-expression, and she, you know, none of us want that. So I did a healing on her, excuse me, I don't remember very much of it, as you know. Um, I don't keep these things They disappear fairly quickly, just like dreams. And so if you want to hear the healing, it was, I do remember, it was very interesting because it dealt with her as a child, 
and then there were a whole bunch of patterns that started as a teenager and that I remember and they were very um, it was it was very interesting but anyway so here was here's her feedback she says hi Janet the healing touched a lot of things that are hard for me to acknowledge I would say 95% of the information was relative to this life and you connected issues in such a clear way for me although this is something that would have been more appropriate for a private session I think she was very uncomfortable that it was you know out in the world (laughs) but she said she's very happy that the earth purged her pain right along with her purging her pain so she just says you know she greatly appreciates it so that was the feedback from Kate it was very private I can certainly understand her way of thinking you know there were a lot of personal issues for her until you write into a radio show and ask somebody to do a healing I don't think you fully grasp how personal it will be I mean she didn't know where the healing was going to take her take me I didn't know so there was no way I could warn her so I guess maybe people are hesitant to write in and ask for healings because they're aware some very personal stuff comes up you know people can always change their names they don't have to come on so nobody hears their voice and you know the the name Kate is everywhere so in that way you that kind of way you can keep your your anonymity so to speak but still I think it was very uncomfortable and it may be uncomfortable for others so my heart goes out to you and I just know that I do understand so any kind of um, resistance on that level I get okay however not everyone can afford a private session I'm not the most expensive in town and I have a good deal if you get three uh, but still if you're having money problems then the free radio shows radio show healings are the way to go and that's what she chose and so I'm sorry about the personal nature I'm glad too that the earth got to and others on the earth got to get the benefit and for that I just thank you and everyone who writes in and requests a healing because Every one of us have some of those same issues. Different degrees coming from different directions shows up in different ways, but those are those were universal conditions. And so I had the opportunity to help, you know, everyone deal with some of those issues. So I truly uh, appreciate even even with the difficulties that people can have at some times. I just and even and especially because of the difficulties, I just so appreciate somebody reaching out to me okay so now we're going to get to the astral and force fields of energy are woven around any given planet based on the projection of thought energy placed there by the humanities living on the planet the energy field known as the astral is symbolic of the thought form that surrounds the planet earth just as you carry individually carry energy in the thought of the thought forms in the thought form body based on all the thoughts you've had so the planet also carries energy which could be seen symbolically as global thought forms a moment a thought is in consciousness it becomes a fact in the energetic state and every thought is magnetic in nature which each with each thought carrying its own magnetic signature each projected thought that we all think all each of us and all of us moves into our thought form body and simultaneously it moves into the astral and it's magnetically attracted to the thought energy that's like itself both within our personal energetic field and the planetary energetic field which is the astral so earth's astral could be viewed as the thought form body of the planet earth and the the energy within the astral has been created by (laughs) all the humanities of all time okay every single human that's been on the planet since the planet began housing the humanities every single thought of all time is being held is held within the astral and this process continues on a moment-to-moment basis 
from all the humanities that are on the planet now, what is it, seven, eight billion that are thinking, that are speaking, that are processing the thought energy on a continual basis. And all of that thought energy is being placed moment to moment to moment to moment in the astral as well. Now, every planet that houses the four lower kingdoms, every planet that has that's housing the humanities, and there are many of them, has their own astral. Every single planet has its own astral, and all of the astrals are actually connected. So, the astral of the human kingdom universe is enormous. It's just enough for us to deal with our own planetary astral because that is enormous enough. Okay, just like our thought, own thought form bodies, the predominance of thoughts in the astral is negative in nature. You've heard me often talk about, it's part of the human condition, we tend to think more negatively than positively. So it's the same in the astral. And the astral contains an immense reservoir of thought energy that interacts with and empowers our own thought energy. So not only do we empower the astral with every thought that we think, it moves both into that thought form body we carry and into the astral, but the astral reservoir of thought energy is also magnetically attracted back and empowers our own personal thought forms. So there is an ongoing, continual feedback loop here. Okay, so that was last week's astral. Today, I'm going to talk about something the higher selves call solidified astral truths. And I'm not going to go into it in a huge amount, just give you enough to give you the idea. Now, this is a quote from the higher selves. Contained within the astral are solidified truths. They are fixed as an absolute, and those who tap into that are accessing that absolute truth and bring it back, meaning attract it back into the individual's own energetic field, bringing it back as an absolute truth. So solidified truths are thought forms, and they have crystallized almost, not literally crystallized, but they have become so huge, so so much energy that the higher selves call them solidified because... They are absolute and unquestionable. They're, they're so big and they carry so much energy that we don't question these, these solidified truths. So they're perceived as hard facts. The examples I'm going to give, because we're talking about religion, are going to be based, for the most part, on religion. But it isn't just religion. We dealt with some astral, solidified astrals truths two weeks ago. Remember the one about the monsters? <laughs> Those were solidified truths, too. They've said that there's some very orthodox Christian religions, past and present, that emphasize the idea of the devil and Satan, and that therefore there's a very real devil uh, with horns and a pitchfork, for example, in the astral, and it has been created through thought. It's been given all of those qualities that those in those those religious arenas believe that the devil, the qualities the devil would have. And so there is an, a solidified truth, an actual energy identity that looks and breathes and acts, I mean it's not real breath, it's soulless and mindless, but has the energetic pull and complexity of the Satan. There's also an astral Jesus. Now, in fact, there's more than one. There's the astral Jesus who suffers, weeps, and hurts, and has a pattern of betrayal and martyrdom because he's been placed on the cross uh, daily, weekly, hourly, by centuries of believers and, and metaphysicians who perceive him as such. So we are creating, the humanities on the earth are creating these astral truths. When so many humanities are pouring in similar thoughts, these quote-unquote truths, these energy identities within the astral get so large they become solidified. 
and I will explain how that affects us in a bit. There's another astral Jesus that suffers, oh, there's another astral who's the son of God. He sacrificed him for himself for humanity, and he asks for us to believe in him to gain salvation and a place in heaven. So we have that astral Jesus too. Um, and in fact, there are probably many different astral Jesuses or Christ in the astral, depending on the, the viewpoint of the religions of those centuries. And I'm certainly not any kind of expert on any religion, let alone Christianity, but everybody has heard of Jesus. It's an easy example. There are also other astral gods. We have a god that's male. We have a god in the astral that's female. A god that carries, you know, revenge, punisher, judgment maker kind of feeling or um, energy. There's a god that sits on the throne in heaven, determining who will be allowed into heaven and who will not. So, and there are just many gods in the astral from every religion and every spiritual practice. Some, of course, would have positive traits, other perhaps more negative traits, but it took eons of time, keep this in mind, for the humanities to ascribe higher concepts to the gods they worshipped because they were coming from the lower frequency level and had limited concepts. Today on this planet, we, as you know and I keep saying, we have so many things available to us in the concept realm, but we didn't have it for so many millennia, eons of time of moving through the humanities just on this planet. Also, another solidified truth in there is that there's only one belief system that's, that's correct. Now, so many religions and so many metaphysical and so many modalities, uh, spiritual modalities all over the planet for all time, so many of them have carried the idea that they are the only ones that have the answers, okay? They're the only ones that will save us, or it's the only one that guarantees us getting into heaven. And so these solidified type truths, they, they are so prevalent that they continually enforce the viewpoints and beliefs that we all carry, whether we, even, whether we haven't consciousness in this life, we've carried it for many other lives that there's something wrong with somebody else's religion, that their belief system is wrong, that it's bad, it's evil, it's un-American or un-whatever the country is uh, or society is that somebody might, might have gone through for over eons of ta time. Or maybe even that if you don't believe in this religion, you're literally lost. You're never going to get to heaven, you're lost, you, you have no chance, okay? So even if we don't feel that way today, please keep in mind again that we're all carrying some version of these beliefs from other lives that have an effect on us even if we're not conscious of it. And the more time an astral energy identity is empowered, the more solidified it becomes and the more intensely it would empower any belief systems because there's that feedback that we carry, whether we're aware or not. Those belief systems carry the energetic uh, magnet that pulls in and more energy from that reservoir, the astral. Solidified truths makes it difficult for us to move out of our belief systems. Even if we don't have the conscious belief system, having it at the unconscious level can still affect how we we relate. Maybe we, we give lip service thinking, oh, that's really who we are, but deep down we have some reticence about somebody else's religion. And it helps move us toward that judgment place, that criticism. And it, it just makes it difficult sometimes for individuals globally. Some maybe won't have that problem ever, but we, we all at different times might question the validity. Maybe we hear from somebody else when we're kids. Oh, well, so-and-so is a such and such a religion. Can you believe that? They're, they're doomed to, you know, live in, the, live in hell or something. And, 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 you know, we would take that in as a child and go, oh, my God, what does that mean? You know, how does that affect me? Could I do that? You know, and we could just carry these little tidbits of stuff 
because we have had it for so many lives. Now, because of all of this, it makes it truly difficult to for the religious freedom that that is the rightful place of the humanities on earth, it makes it very difficult for that religious freedom to come into fruition 100%. Religious freedom is beginning to open up. There is much more acceptance, as we all know, on the planet, um, but there's still really hot spots, difficult areas where religious freedom is not granted. And some of the steps toward religious freedom have been fairly recent within the years and, and a decade or two. And we have a long way to go. And one of the reasons it doesn't move faster is because of the astral carrying all that energy. So if people actually are still sitting in the belief that they have the one and only religion and everybody else is going to uh, die and not get into heaven or is going to be lost or is a sinner or is evil or whatever, that astral energy is going to continually feed those beliefs. And it just, they're, they're solidified. They're unquestioning. For some people, it's unquestion, unquestionable, absolute truth. They don't even look, about, look at it and think, how could this be so? It's so ingrained and so heavy that the absolute truth in the astral has also become an absolute truth within their own thought form body. And these absolute truths, these solidified truths, make it very difficult for us to take steps forward. It's like we, we take some steps and then we build our house around a belief, especially the beliefs um, that carry this solidified truth energy because they're so massive in the astral and so massive in our own thought form bodies that we build that house there. And it's very hard to then, you know, age 30 or 50 or 70 to say, wait a minute, could that be wrong? It's very hard to question those beliefs. So again, I'm not here to denigrate any religious beliefs. I'm here to try to bring acceptance for all upon the planet, by all. Now, we're not going to turn it around in one radio session, but we're going to start, we're going to give it a, a, a go. We're going to start with the religious discrimination and bias and judgments and, and all of that. I don't have a clue where the higher selves are going to lead me on this one. It just is important and I do believe next week I'm going to, or for the next pre-tape show, it'll be race. And the next week after that, it will be um, sexual orientation. Because as you know, I've said so often, we are all equal. We all carry the pure soul essence, and every single soul is as beautiful and pure and perfect and equal as every other. We use the wheel symbol for the healing because we're all around the rim there is no one at the head of the table and there's no one at the other end of the table there's no one higher or lower than anyone else and so we really want to help the humanities move to the place of more acceptance and some of it has to do with accepting the self even if you're involved in a religion, and maybe especially if you're involved in a religion that has the viewpoint of this is the only religion and this is what can save you, if you ever had a doubt about something within those religious practices, what would happen? You would be afraid to even look at that doubt for fear that you're going to somehow lose your place and you won't get saved or you won't get into heaven or whatever the, the, the religion says. So it would, it would engender most likely, or sometimes anyway, some fears, some self-doubts, some avoidance of looking at who you are and what life is all about, and it would keep you stuck. So this is going to be not only positive for those who are the other end of bias and judgment, 
and prejudice, uh, religious uh, discrimination, but it will also help those who are carrying that tendency. So we're going to help both sides of the coin, guys, here. It is, it's always that way. And this isn't about denigrating anyone because remember everyone fits. If I carry the belief that I'm the only one, <laughs> you know, my religion's the only one, then those who I find are also carrying some belief that fits with it, that somehow they doubt themselves spiritually maybe, or they doubt, I don't know, but maybe the higher selves will get into some of this. But, but there's always that fit. Nobody is a victim. Everybody is accepting the treatment they receive or, and the treatment they give at their own soul level. And so there is no victim. And we have an opportunity here to absolutely heal both sides of the coin instead of having the either or, you know, that pendulum where we have one extreme at the one end and one extreme at the other. Let's move everybody on the planet as far and as close to that balanced acceptance and neutrality of what accepting everyone and every belief system and finding our own way with that. Now, we are going to also be working on the astral, and so we're going to get started now. Uh, and so I want everyone to make themselves comfortable and take a few deep breaths, quiet the mind, and just listen to my voice. It's not that it's such a special voice. It's just a simple technique to bring the mind's eye in and activate the focus of attention. We want to bring it in and activate the now moment. And the now moment is very quickly being set up. I see it, all of us, on the, the rim of the symbolic wheel that I often use. And already I see the planet Earth. If you remember two weeks ago, I can't remember if it was here last week, but two weeks ago, the planet Earth was right in the center. It was as if it was kind of a hub. And then eventually the hub disappeared. I mean, the rim disappeared, and we all moved around the equator. And so actually, that seems to be the what's happening now. There is the symbol of the Earth. And all of the listeners, past, present, and future, and others who do join the show and uh, at some level, and I'm not really sure exactly what level but they they do come in they are all part of the 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 action so to speak i see the planet earth in front of me and it is part of the the now moment the energy of the now moment is now encompassing the totality of the earth and the totality of all the humanities on the earth it also is encompassing the totality of the astral now the astral is huge, the now moment is huge, but it is very, very, it's easy because it's an energetic field, it's easy to expand it as big or, or however we, size we need it. It does not have any solid side so we can manipulate it and the higher selves have encompassed the totality of the planet and the astral of the planet within the now moment. And now they are encouraging all of you to expand the now moment, to be, move into the forever now moment like we do every week. And the forever now moment is, is moving to encompass the past nows, of course the present now, and the future nows of all the humanities on the planet and all the humanities of all time. Now that's new. Where did that come from? Okay, so we are incorporating within this... Oh, well, that's interesting. We are incorporating all of the humanities on, of all time. Now, I know this healing just, these healings just get bigger and bigger. It's, I just go where I'm led, guys. So, um, and I know how much the higher selves can accomplish with our help and us with their help, we, we can accomplish a lot. So we are expanding this forever now moment to such an enormous size. It's just completely out of my field of vision. I, 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 I can't even begin to track it. <laughs> um, 
So we're now standing within the forever now moment, and we're now going to bring that focus of attention to, to focus on that pure soul essence, symbolic sun that I talk about every week, the divine light we all carry, that purest, most perfect, most potent part of ourselves. And I want everyone to focus on that symbolic sun, It is everything the originating source was, is, and is becoming. And just sense it, imagine it, think it, however you want to do it, send it out, pulsing out, almost like a heartbeat, in through and around the totality of your physical body, in through and around the totality of your etheric bodies, and then in through and around the totality of all of who you are at the soul level to fill this forever now moment. The higher selves with the cooperation of almost everyone on the planet, understanding that the soul is giving permission, is doing the same thing for the humanities. And it's just, it's beyond fathom because the billions on this earth just right now are being multiplied by, you know, I don't know, 10 or 20 or 100 fold. It is, it's just... It's beyond my imagination. But the higher selves are coping uh, very easily with this. This is something very much within their, their, their capabilities. And so they are encompassing, uh, activating within each soul that does agree. There is no trespass, as you recall. But the number of souls that are not agreeing are so small, I just can't see them. Uh, I'm assuming there would be some that would not be ready to do it, but you know, right now I'm I'm seeing just an incredibly brilliant light. It's as if the light is just moving in through and around and connecting all of us. There's connections between all of us, and that light is so brilliant. It's it's beyond brilliance. It's like I was saying two weeks ago. It just is if. It's light to the infinite power. It is just amazing. So we have now encompassed uh, the totality of the forever now, now moment. We have now filled, I should say, with the divine pure soul essence light. And we're going to now ask the higher selves, those who are... Um, the conglomerate higher selves, those from each and every one of us that are part of the listening faction and each and every other human being, past, present, and future that are, you know, uh, related or um, taking part in this healing. And they are, the energy of the higher selves is just enormous. And again, I can't even explain it. There aren't words for me to explain, but it is just very brilliant and very exciting. And so we're all becoming amalgamated with the higher selves. And the last step for the amalgamation is simply to have the totality of this forever now moment, this symbolic time-space continuum, be absorbed in the, the quote-unquote womb of originating source, enabling us access uh, in a very conscious way to the reservoir of creative life force energy that the womb of originating source carries. And this energy is going to be really working to empower not only our unfoldment, but the unfoldment of the planet. So it will be very active, very much a part of this healing, even though I may have a difficult time finding the words to explain. Okay. So now, with everything that we work on for each individual on the planet, all of the religious issues, the biases and and all of that, all the belief systems that are underlying it, it will be simultaneously working on the astro. We do not have to send, and I'm thanking the higher selves for this because it was a little confusing for me two weeks ago. I did the best I could with it, but now I'm understanding that as we send out the light or as we call forth for the the patterns of the issues that we would be carrying uh, in our own energetic fields uh, over the the time of the existence of our soul and whatever uh, experiences it has had uh, it will also be 
neutralizing the astral, the same issues simultaneously. So I do not thank you, higher selves. I appreciate it. I'm busy going back and forth enough to add that in was a little bit uh, funky for me last week. I just wasn't sure I really had it. So now we don't have to worry about it. I will tune into the astral from time to time, though, and see what's going on and see if I can give you guys any feedback. But at least we know when we're working on our own issues that we're carrying all that energetic baggage from all those other lifetimes as we let that go into the light. The light will also be addressing the astral. Okay. So I want to just um, I'm, be, I'm I'm giving I'm being given a symbol, and it. I'm not, I'm not happy with that symbol, higher selves. I would like you to change the symbol, please. Um, and they say, well, we're giving you the symbol for a reason. And um, okay, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. But please understand, even though I'm using this as a symbol, it is a symbol. And again, there's no judgment carried here. It is a symbol of a solidified truth in the astral. And we are going to use that simply as a taking off point to move into uh, religious biases and prejudices and whatever that we may or may not, that that we may or may not carry. Some of us may not carry all of them, but I tend to doubt it. We're going to all have something. Um, So it's just a stepping off place. And the symbol I got was a symbol of Christ Um, standing on the planet with his head bowed, his arms out like he's reaching for um, to help the masses. It's a very beautiful, very spiritual symbol. Uh, I find it very interesting. This is a probably, um, not probably, this is a symbol of Jesus that's fairly high in the astral plane. It carries a lot of the, the beautiful energy, the beautiful light, the beautiful wisdom he carried. And this is a positive symbol, but the higher selves are also indicating that as positive it is, as it is, it's a solidified truth and it keeps us from questioning or keeps us from exploring further because we just don't go there. It's just, well, of course, Christ is a very spiritual, was a very spiritual being, and he tried to help the masses in, in many different ways and et cetera, et cetera. There is no question. However, the higher selves are indicating to me that the this what this solidified truth does is it keeps us looking externally for the Savior, for the one that is going, the the higher being that is going to either save us or um, in some way going to tell us what we need to do, the, the, the one that carries the wisdom, the one that carries the information, the one that carries all the answers and solutions to our life's difficulties. And what's very clear here is that those qualities have been assigned to this very spiritual Christ image and so it's solidified and it's a solidified belief that this very spiritual beautiful loving energy that's held at one of the very highest if not the highest astral plane is also carrying this thing about the the idea that something outside of ourselves carries all of our answers and solutions. So it isn't really about Christ at all. It's about the idea. And I want everyone to begin to release this because it is very important and it's not just important in the religious scene, it's important in our entire life pattern. The idea and the belief that some external authority is going to have the answers for us, that is going to tell us what we need to do, what we, how we need to act or behave, what we need to believe in, in order to have our lives fixed. And whether it's religious issues or not, the, the idea is such a part of the human condition that external authorities know better than we do. And we need to release that belief system. 
because nobody knows you and what you at the soul level, what's important and what where you are in your journey any better than you. No external belief system is going to give you give you the answers for you. We all need to find answers for ourselves. Doesn't mean we can't listen to external authorities, take in information, and sift through it, discern, and figure out what works for us and what doesn't. But when we have a solidified truth that is so positive, chances are we don't look at it. We don't explore it. We don't think about it. We just take it for granted. And it can hold us stuck. It can hold us in places, whether it's a religious thing or not. Maybe it's a medical thing. Maybe we take the you know doctor number one's uh, diagnosis and prognosis, and boy, we have cancer and we have six weeks to live. We just take it in hook, line, and sinker because the doctor knows, we think, so much more. But how many stories have we heard about people who have heard from one doctor something is inoperable, you can't deal with it, and then only to find another doctor that says, wait a minute, there is a technique we can use, and we can do it, and you know, you can get your life saved. So it's any external authority, not just the religious one, and it's very important, this is an opportunity for us to release the idea that the external authorities are higher than us, better than us, we have to agree with everything they take. We have to believe in what they say. We have to, we have to um, take in everything, hook, line, and sinker is what I was trying to say. We have to believe everything that they um, tell us to believe and that without them, we will fall apart. Our lives will dissolve. We're lost. We're, we're sinners. We're whatever it is. And so I really want to address all of that, those belief systems, and we have been carrying them for eons of time. Something is better than we are. Something, it, someone, something, some God is uh, has all the answers. And who are we? And I want all of you to release the humility factor. That something we can't possibly know better. We can't possibly come up with it ourselves. You know the importance of being humble. The importance of being, you know, giving up our ego, so to speak, or giving up our own will to God's will, and all of this kind of thing, because this, again, puts us on the back burner, holds us prisoner. We are, we've lost the active participation in our own unfoldment, our own movement forward, our own lives. When we are pushing ourselves or um, repressing our own inner ideas and thoughts and, and concepts, and allowing somebody else's to take sway over us doesn't mean, again, we can't ask and take information from a lot of different sources and see what works for us in that moment of time. Absolutely we can. But if we, we approach it and we allow the solidified truths that are present in the astral to literally freeze us in place because we it, they're so powerful that we don't look. We don't question. We don't discern. That's a knee-jerk reaction that happens even with these positive solidified truths. And I'm asking each and every one to release as much of that as you can. Okay. Now, that was for those, the parts of us that, that carry the receiving end. But there's also parts of us who are, um, that have been the, the spiritual authorities that have given out the information that have determined in whatever way, in whatever religious system, that have determined what those answers are for people. There's the parts of us that have all, when we've all played them, that we're the authorities. 
So this is sort of the other side of the coin, so to speak, where we've been the authority. Maybe we weren't an authority when we were growing up and we hear from parents and and things like that, but down the line, we take on the spiritual beliefs so intensely and we move into the, the teaching role or the priest or priestess role or the shaman role or whatever role it is in that whatever lifetime, and then we're the ones giving out what's right and what isn't right. We're the ones determining what everybody else needs to do, think, believe, how to act, how to get into heaven or how to whatever. So I want everyone to release this part of ourselves where we were part of the authorities. And if we're part of the authorities, what happens when we start to question? What happens when we get so rigidified as many church authorities, many religious authorities, even metaphysical authorities, even philosophical authorities can get so rigidified that they don't even question what they're teaching down the line. Once they feel comfortable with what they're teaching, they just can just absolutely um, never look at it again because of the solidified truth. And so it's important that we also release our own, the, the times where we have absolutely been the teacher, been the guide, been the authority, and have determined what it is everybody else, all the, the flock, all the followers, need to believe, need to think, need to, uh, to do and act. So we have also that side, and I want everyone to release that. This is just, this is really kind of exhausting for me because, um, I mean, in a good way, because it's really profound. These things are stuff, these are so much a part of the human condition. And even if we weren't the authorities in the church or in any other kind of religion, we were the authorities often in our own home. So we... We are the teacher, we are the leader, we are the authority for our children, family members, people who work for us, you know, whatever. So this idea is very, very important that we, and this is important because of the bias and the prejudice, is just so important because we as the authorities can continue to spread bias and prejudice. Whether or not we, it's not about being bad people or being evil or being uh, miserable human beings. It's about carrying those belief systems that are so solid that we want to share them and make sure our loved ones, make sure the flock, if we're in some sort of spiritual environment, make sure our flock follows it. Because we are so carrying such a solidified belief that what we believe is truth is the truth that, guess what? We not only teach others, but when, if some others come around, if there are other spiritual uh, practices, other spiritual belief systems within that society or close by, we are going to often just literally defend our own and attack the other. It's that whole thing of being threatened by somebody else's viewpoint because maybe it undermines ours. Maybe it means we're going to lose some of our flock. And if we genuinely believe what ours is saying, then we don't want to lose our flock because maybe that means they're going to be, in our mind, lost. They'll never get into heaven. So there's so many different reasons and um, motivations. It isn't that a lot of these (coughs) church authorities were ever bad people. Often there was true intent. Many times there wasn't. It was had to do with a lot of other stuff. I mean, you never know. There's been corruption in every walk of life, including the spiritual environments. So, of course, there are those who are just out for the power out for the status, out for the, the wealth, whatever wealth it brought brought to them. Um, so yeah, you, you absolutely have people who consciously were trying to manipulate the system. But the bottom line is that 
we just have so much judgment, so much bias, so much prejudice against other belief systems that we're holding from either direction. Either we're the experts giving that out or we're the followers taking it in and believing it. So either direction, we are holding all of this, this, these ideas that we're right and the others are wrong. All the judgment. We've, we've got the answers. They don't. And what is this? It's very divisive. It breeds conflict. As you know, there have been religious wars throughout history, and they're still going on. So we want to release this, not only the judgment, not only the, the prejudice and the bias that we carry, or, or, and also we've received, because many of us, if not all of us, have experienced uh, religious prosecution. So we want to release both doing it to others, the judging of others, the prosecuting of others, and also receiving it. We want to, re we want to let go of both sides of the coin. But we also want to work on the inner conflict. We've taken on so many belief systems over so many eons of lifetimes. We have a lot of conflict. There's a lot of divisiveness here. I want everyone to release the idea that even if we don't think that now, we many of us have experienced melting pots of all different sorts and types, and we're fine when we have mixed neighborhoods of whatever makeup. As a matter of fact, we're happy when our schools have kids from every race, color, and creed, etc. because we like to have for our children, perhaps, or, or for ourselves, that kind of variety and that kind of expansion of, um, you know, to, to have the, the expansion of the experiences. So many of us would think that, but there's been so many lives, most of our lives, that was not there. So I want everyone to release this whole idea that to be different to have a different spiritual uh, belief system, a different spiritual background, even if the belief system is similar. Uh, I want everyone to let go that that is a reason to be threatened, that that's a reason to attack, that that's a reason to undermine or avoid. Even in, in, instead of attacking, maybe it's just closing the doors and not accepting others, moving out of a neighborhood when somebody comes in or out of a village when, when others come in that are not of the same belief system. However it worked over time, I want everyone to let go of that. The running away from, the feeling threatened by, the differences in religion. All of the, the judgments, the criticisms of the self and, because it comes to the self too, as I mentioned earlier, if we start to question our own belief system, we could start to... Um, think that we're sinners, that we're lost just for having doubts. So I want all of that to be released from both sides of the coin, both polarities, and all of the conflict, all of the conflict, all of the conflict. Okay, okay. Now I got to check the symbol here. All right, I just see a tremendous amount of release happening all over the planet. It's just unbelievably huge. A lot of release is happening. And it's as that you know I see it as this this hugely dark energy but the higher selves just show that to me for so that I can be assured that there's a lot of release but immediately upon my checking in the the neutralizing immediately is taking place and I see all that dark energy is just simply being uh, neutralized almost instantaneously and the the light too as I said is moving into the astral and it isn't it isn't so much that we want to address this this solidified truth from the upper layers, but all of it that we're releasing, all these beliefs that we have been letting go of and trying to understand and trying to uh, allow uh, us 
from you know the totality of of who we've been, the past, present, and future nows, to let go of these biases, these false beliefs, these limited truths, these misunderstandings and misconceptions. Because for so long, we didn't know that each and every soul is as pure and perfect as each and every other one. Today, it, this seems absolutely a given. But for the infinite eons of lifetimes we've had, that was not the case. So we saw ourselves as being better than, lower than, the same as, and others being better than, lower than, the same as. We had all of these ways of hierarchies. And I want everyone just to, to yet again release that built-in hierarchy, that, that energetic baggage that we all carry, and I see it just pulling from the past and present nows, I'm seeing it just flow out this like this huge um, fountain of dark energy. But as it hits the light, the fountain is dissolved, but it just keeps coming and coming. Remember, we are releasing from the totality of the entire planet, all of the billions on the planet, in the past, present, and future nows. So it's beyond... It's beyond what my pea brain can absorb, but it is huge. Now, simultaneously, the light is moving into the astral as well. Those astral workers that I talked about briefly uh, two weeks ago, they are also helping direct the light, and they are specifically... Oh, no, this is interesting. They're specifically directing it toward... Uh, religious issues because that's what we're working on today it doesn't mean that th by neutralizing a lot of those solidified truths a lot of other issues that may not be quite as solidified it doesn't mean they aren't helping the entire astral they are it's a s spiritual life patterns are significant portion of our lives in every life and so it's a not only significant portion of the astral but they're interconnected with other things, like I talked about the spiritual authorities. Well, if you can let go of that solidified truth that the, the outside external authorities have all the answers for us, then that helps us and the astral with related external authorities. So, so that's what's happening. The light is moving first and foremost to all the religious solidified truths, all the religious aspects with, within the astral, mostly in the dark astral, but also uh, a, it, they are working also with the solidified truths in the very upper regions of the astral. And what came to me just a bit ago is that... I didn't really want to get into this higher selves. Um, the light. Oh, oh dear. dear. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm just really having a big fight. <laughs> I'm having a little bit of a conflict here. Um, of course, it's always my choice, but because I have to do three tape pre-tape shows and I have limited time, I do not think I'm going to bring up this part, but just so you know, at least not today, there are other areas in the astral, other than what I've already said, that the, higher, that the astral workers are bringing the energies because it is such an opportunity. And maybe, maybe I'll talk about this. Ugh, I don't know that I'll talk about this next time. Um, I haven't done the prep, but if it fits, I will do it. So, okay, so anyway, we are neutralizing not only our own stuff, but also we want what's being done in the astral is the they are bringing the light to all the persecution, both the sides that persecute and the sides that experience the persecution. We need to address and neutralize both sides at once because they, they, they just fit in, okay? You can't have persecution unless you have persecutors, and you can't have persecutors unless you have those who are willing to be persecuted. So we are neutralizing both sides in the astral and hopefully within your own thought form bodies. Everyone is releasing that. Okay. Okay. Hey, guys. Just take the time that I'm, I'm trying to get my bearings here. 
um, I take the time to continue to release. And I feel, again, if I haven't mentioned something, I want each and every one of you to take your take, be an active participant and use this time where I'm trying to get my bearings. I want you to absolutely continue to release anything that you've thought of, any emotional issues. And I haven't even touched on the emotional issues, even though they are certainly present. Uh, there are definitely issues of power and control and ma- ma- manipulation on the one side, and there's issues of being a victim and helpless and hopeless on the other side. And we want all of that stuff, all the emotional stuff, whether I say it or not, to be part of the release, part of the the shift. And there's hurts, there is tremendous sorrow and grief and despair because there have been so many... Uh, so many incidences of hurt and harm to someone by someone so so you have the guilt and the shame of those who are perpetrating and you have the hurt and the um the despair for those who've received the perpetration the the persecution or whatever you want to say and so i want everybody to release all those emotional issues okay and while you're doing that, I just need a, a second here because the higher self um, brought up an issue that I think is so important, and I'm just trying to see if it will fit in to well, it's it doesn't fit as perfectly into the race and the sexual orientation days, but I can still put it in there. The higher selves are indicating it's it's not about it all being this perfect fit. We are addressing things as they come up, and every little thing is permanent that gets released, and everything is a good thing to, uh, it's more baggage we're letting go of. More baggage is getting neutralized, more baggage of our own personally, and more baggage in this reservoir of the astral. And I do feel the astral is really shifting in color. It's amazing. It's even lighter than it was two weeks ago. it's just amazing. So I'm really excited. And of course, working on the total global population, we're going to hopefully have less of the negative thoughts, less of the either side of those kind of religious and spiritual um, thoughts that hold us and have held us stuck for so many, so many, so many eons of lifetimes. So uh, hopefully, it will start to shift, will start to open up. I want to activate for all of us divine self-love, divine self-acceptance, divine clarity of vision and expanded perception, and divine freedom. And this divine freedom is just like resonated all around the planet when I said it because it's freedom from really old solidified truths that the astral carries and that we've carried. We both have it. They, they are the unquestionable truths that are like bands of iron or bands of steel around our, ourselves, around our beingness. When I call in that divine freedom, it's as if it resonated like a tone around the planet. Divine freedom. Divine freedom of, to, freedom of worship freedom, uh, religious freedom, uh, freedom of belief, freedom, freedom for anything and everything. And it's just reverberating around the planet. It's just amazing. And every individual, every soul, past, present, and future is receiving this divine freedom uh, tone. And it's going in and it's as if it's vibrating a lot of the old stuff, the residue of all of that's been released, all that's been let go. You know, we all carry residue and, and you know, stuff that hasn't come out because, as I said, we don't release all of it, but it's as if it's shaking loose even more stuff. It's, it's really cool. And this kind of stuff is just like flaking out into the light, flaking, flaking, flaking from everyone. And I want to call in and again, divine freedom. 
And again, another tone went out. Now, you know from listening to my shows that I don't work with sound. I know that sound is very important, and the higher selves have given us information of sound. Uh, And I might have brought it up once or twice in four years on the radio, but I am very clearly getting divine sound reverberating throughout the planet and touching each and every soul. And it's powerful. I want to call on divine love and that also has a vibratory frequency. I'm not getting it as much as the divine freedom but it doesn't mean that it doesn't have it or it's not as strong because as I've told you divine love is the most powerful healing energy but it seems more maybe more subtle and I since I don't work with sound a lot I'm not I do sense it there for sure, but it's not as profound as that divine freedom. And again, when I say freedom, out it goes again. And I think it's really important. It's really important because it's freedom from from all of the, the 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 ways we we tie ourselves up into knots, all the corners we paint ourselves into all of the boxes we create around ourselves. So that divine freedom is really starting to not only get rid of the residue, but it's also starting to shake apart other other ways we box ourselves in. And I love it because it's it's kind of a precursor or a it's it's gonna help us for the next pre-tape show. Um, it's going to help us get even more of those it's like a prep. It's like loosening up so that when we do the next show on race, uh, we can uh, absolutely uh, release even you know as much as possible. It's it's just another way to make the next healing even deeper, more profound, uh, more efficient. It's it's really great. And now I see, I see the cocoon energy coming into play here. Uh, but there's so many individuals, I can't see any separation. All I'm seeing is the cocoon is being placed around the humanities and even past, present, and future humanities. So I'm just seeing this very, it's kind of a, a light aqua, very, very light aqua, but it's not straight aqua. It's very light bluish aqua color, very, very pale. And it's just encompassing the totality of the planet and um, it's just beautiful so each of us each individual will be um, continue to process if they're if they are in 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 a state of uh, needing to continual process or having the process continue and also to help uh, acclimate all of us to the shifts and hopefully um, some of the, or not some, hopefully there'll be a lot of new perspectives and a new taking a look at by all of us at what we once thought were solidified truths. And with that, I'm going to say goodbye. I hope you're having, again, a good August, and thank you, everybody, for taking part, for being a part in these shows. It's so important, and I cannot tell you how much I love it. I mean, my goodness, now sound is coming in. I have never brought that in, and now it's coming in, and I don't think it would be there if it weren't for the group energy, if it weren't for the commitment that we we come to the show every week. It is very profound, and because it's in consciousness for so many of us, it carries a lot of energy, even out of consciousness for people who are, take part that aren't aware. It's still very profound. But when you have the consciousness involved and you're, you're the active directing participant in your healings and in sending in the light, it is even that much more powerful. So I thank everybody and I really care for everybody. And uh, again, I thank Kate for the feedback. And with that, I am going to close the show down and until next, until next show. Okay. Bye-bye, guys.